From the Institute of Government and Public Affairs from the University of Illinois is Chris Mooney, political scientist and professor. He joins us now for a look at what has gone on here tonight. And by way of reminder to our listeners just joining us, all five statewide races tonight have gone to the Democratic candidates, be it incumbents or uh, new uh, new candidates, starting with the governor. And Chris, we appreciate your time as always there's been talk of the sure. blue wave uh, across the nation. Did Democrats ride that here in Illinois, or is this something different? Well, uh, I think in Illinois we had was a combination of really bad things for the Republicans. Uh, first and foremost was uh, a governor that was really just you know just a miserable failure at what he tried to do, and and in the process not only failed but he you know caused a lot of collateral damage for a lot of people and really never uh, uh, you know never never had a base of his own really never appealed to anyone uh in in any kind of empathetic way he tried he tried so hard with various costumes that he would wear and things but it struck me that he never had a home base and it really his home base was his account bank account and you know that could only take you so far apparently how would that be any different from the the new governor elect in J.B. Pritzker, who also has basically financed his own campaign? Yeah, uh, that yeah, that would ask that same question. Uh, you know, this is really just another uh, experiment that we're going to take in the uh, you know sort of neophyte governance, right? Uh, just bring in the next uh, new person that doesn't have any experience in government, and his one qualification is he's got a bigger bank book than the guy next to him, so. Um, you know, we'll see if Pritzker does well. And, you know, sometimes these guys can do well. Rauner, you know, I looked at these guys across the country and, you know, there's a, there were, at the moment there's like seven of them that are in office now who um, were, um, you know, came in like Rauner and like Pritzker, you know, just brand new, never been in government before and came, you know, on the back of, you know, the multi-hundred million dollar bank accounts. There's, I think there was seven of them. And I looked at the popularity rating of them, and, you know, it's sort of a rough indicator of how well they were doing. And it was just all over the map. There's a, the guy in North Dakota, you know, he's he's like got like a 60% approval rating. And, uh, you know, Charlie Baker in Massachusetts is just everybody's darling. You know, but Rauner is, has been one of the most unpopular governors in the country for the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, so it's not really necessarily that he's new to the job, uh, but we'll see it. Maybe in Illinois, which is a place where we usually like our politicians to be professionals, uh, maybe this isn't a place for that sort of behavior. Institute of Government and Public Affairs political scientist Chris Mooney is with us here on our election night coverage. I'm Scott Beatty with Michael Kaiser. Hey, Chris. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, you mentioned yeah. just a few moments ago the fact that, you know, taking another uh, a shot at seeing that someone who doesn't have any experience in government to, to kind of run this state from the governor's office standpoint. How does that impact the state to, to now we're going to have back-to-back a, a -back governors with no government experience? Obviously, different parties, things will be, you have different philosophies in that in that. Uh, what, how does that have impact Illinois and the state in terms of moving forward and trying to get out of the, the budgetary mess that the state's in? Well, it, it's really, it's really the, the answer is that no one can tell because we have no, you know, we have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, you know, J.B. Pritzker has no idea what's going to happen. You know, he's going to walk in that office and he's going to have a lot of plans. You know, um, 
uh, that, that uh, Mike Tyson used to say, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the nose, right? And that's what happens when they, you know, when he's going to walk in there. Now, and that happens to everybody. It's a tough job. It's very complicated, this state. It's big, it's diverse, lots of stuff going on, uh, lots of interests, lots of different moving parts. Uh, you know, Jim Jim Edgar, when he was elected governor in 1990, he'd been the secretary of state for like 10 years. He'd been in the legislature. He'd been the, worked in the governor's office. He'd been a staff person. The guy knew state government probably better than anybody living at the time. Uh, and he walked in. He found it overwhelming, and it was hard for him to figure out what was going on. So you can imagine, uh, you know, what it's going to feel like to a person who has never done anything like this before. And, you know, you know, frankly, it's quite possible they come in with some fresh ideas and maybe something new happens and it's all great. Or they come with some fresh ideas that just, like, uh, you know, the rounders' ideas that just would not workable and just let, just drove everything to a grinding standstill. We're seeing the, the, the Democratic uh, impact across the state here, even locally in Champaign County, the 13th Congressional District for one. Uh, Congressman Ronnie Davis, the incumbent, uh, struggling there at last check. I know mm-hmm. Tom Kasich, the News Gazette, said it's down to about 5,500 uh, vote difference there, but it was around 10,000 for some time. And then Fox News is reporting uh, that uh, Sean Kasten has defeated an incumbent Republican, Peter Roskman. So Roskman, the mm-hmm. Democrat, taking out another Republican in the U.S. House. Um, so... In in your mind, just in, even the downstate, and Democrats are just um, maybe dominating is a strong word, but to see all the Champaign County offices being Democrat right now, uh, it just what, what in your mind is really going on? Even, even the non-statewide races. Well, this this election, I think, uh, is is continuing a trend that that you know you know for good or ill, you uh, know, sort of the nationalization of politics in this country and. You know, everything sort of lining up all over the place. Once upon a time, you know, a Democrat in Alabama was different than a Democrat in Indianapolis. It was different than a Democrat in Minneapolis. Uh, you know, it was a different sort of thing. Now, people across the country, you know, the South is, you know, flipped over and almost entirely now to, you know, really what will be just ideological home and sort of on the Republican Party and likewise in the North. And so things have split up and, and that gets, you know, that message gets communicated to the media, uh, and, uh, you know, like a simple message of, you know, uh, pro and con, you know, uh, black uh, spy and white spy, you know, spy versus spy kind of thing. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, and that, and that trickles down because people don't know a lot about these down ballot races. I mean, we talk about, well, oh, is, uh, you know, um, you know, might the Republican win in the uh, attorney general race because, you know, she's got this characteristic and that characteristic. Well, frankly, most people have no idea who that person is until they walk in there. Erica Harrell means nothing to them. Uh, and they look at that and they say, well, you know, I, I know who the governor's candidates are kind of. And, oh, yeah, there's these rich guys and the one guy's got a toilet and the other guy rides a Harley or something. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but then when you get down a little bit, they don't know them. They don't know. So they use their party identification. They say, well, what is I'm generally upset with the Republicans right now. I don't like Trump. Uh, you know, he's making me mad. Uh, you know, so that means I'll probably just go with the Democrats and, you know, vice versa for the, you know, for the Republicans. Chris Mooney is with us, political scientist from the University of Illinois and the Institute of Government and Public Affairs. A Democratic governor, a Democratic uh, uh, assemblies, I assume. Are we looking at Democrat uh, majorities on both sides there still? 
Oh yeah, I mean, in the Senate, it's guaranteed because even if the Republicans won every every race they competed in, they still have to be in the minority there, and they're certainly not going to do that. And in fact, they might lose a seat or two. And uh, the same in the House. I mean, the Democrats, um, it, you know, again, especially like if Kasson beats Roskam up in the DuPage County, or that is really the center, you know, that's the epicenter of political action in the state right this today. Is, is in DuPage County, in and around the sort of western suburbs outside of Chicago. There's two, uh, you know, uh, congressional races out there that might go from uh, uh, red to blue, and there's, uh, you know, all these state legislative races that are fine, and most of it is Republicans playing defense. Well, I can attest to that, that the, the political activity there is so high. I grew up there, went home for a visit mm. into western DuPage County just a, a couple of weeks ago, and I can remember growing up, occasional people would have yard signs. Every other every house <laughs> seemed like had a yard sign. It seemed like every other one was changing parties, too. I mean, it's it's been a hotbed. Um, wow. with a rep- Did you with look a- at, your, at your mom's uh, mailbox and see how many flyers she was getting? <laughs> well, my mom was uh, leading the charge those. for some of those. Uh, uh, I could say I, I, with a Democratic governor and uh, Democratic control of the state houses, uh, looking in the crystal ball there, uh, does this mean a, 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 a flood of legislation that's going to be enacted, new policies, uh, new taxes? I mean, what can you see there in the crystal ball? Well, uh, well, someone's got to give. I, I think that everybody realizes that the state is in, 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 in terrible shape. That you know we've limped along with the budget this last uh, couple of years now. That really is not even balanced yet. And um, you know what needs to be done. You know it's not. There's no. There's no obvious thing that needs to be done to fix the finances, right? Because we're just in a pickle where the where, where the things that are driving. Uh, state spending are just going up faster than revenues going up, and uh, you know, cutting hasn't hasn't been successful uh, in bringing those numbers down. So, uh, you know, healthcare costs in particular are really just driving it. Uh, so, and and then the pension costs, and the pension costs are due to sort of 50, 60, 75 years of not paying what we owed into the pension system. And that and now the chickens there have come home to roost, and we've got to pay it off. So the Democrats are going to have to figure that out, while at the same time trying to, you know, shore up some of the state institutions that have really been badly damaged to the budget uh, stalemate, like the universities of the state and uh, some of the, you know, the state, some of the other institutions around the state, state museum, things like that, parks. Uh, you know, what are they going to do? I don't know. I mean, one thing they miss, he, he's talked about two things on the revenue side. He's talked about, um, he's talked about, uh, recreational marijuana. Uh, that's, you know, that's a kind of a catchy issue. Uh, but in the, in the long run, it could bring in, you know, uh, you know, 500 million, 600 million or something, depending on how it's done. Probably less than that. Usually the projections are high on these things. Uh, but, uh, you know, and that's, that's not going to solve our problems, but it's nothing to sneeze at. The other thing he talks about is progressive income tax. And progressive income tax doesn't necessarily bring in more revenue. It's just a different way to structure who has to pay. Chris, uh, uh, and, I, I hate to break in uh, here, but uh, we have a yeah. number of county races that have uh, just been gone final, so we need to get to them. But, okay. uh, um, hey, as always, we appreciate your, your input, and we'll, we'll do it again soon with you here on our airwaves. 
Yep, my pleasure, Scott. All right, that's Chris Mooney from the Institute of Government and Public Affairs.